Hello, 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 hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Ty Rainey Podcast. It's your man Ty Rainey, and I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in. Yay, yay, yeah. I know, I know you guys are saying, why the long hiatus, nigga, because I am doing me. No, sometimes I'd just be um, lazy as fuck and trying to get together and really aren't motivated to talk and just speak into a mic by myself in a room closed off. So that's why I try to do other things. So that's why, I don't know, just a bunch of excuses as to not posting. I just didn't post, but I'm here now, bitches. So hey, what's happening, y'all? I love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's the Ty Rainey Podcast um, episode. Uh, I don't even know at this point what episode we are on, but it's in the hundreds. It's in the hundreds. Please follow. It's in the hundreds. So I've missed. I, I, I haven't posted in a while. So there's a lot of stuff I want to cover. I'm not going to get to cover everything, but I will cover most of the things I feel like that are important to me right now. And things that I feel that are worth mentioning. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into that stuff. And some random, you know, and, and you know, what's in popular news today. Um, I want to just speak on real quick. And it, and, and it seems like some of the, I don't want the hype to die down, the excitement to die down, the fire to ex- it die down. But, you know, shout out to Coach Prime and the Colorado Buff- Buffaloes, the college football team whose record is 4-3. and three. No one thought you was going to win this many games. So y'all niggas is doing a, a tremendous job. Prime, you and your staff, you guys are doing a tremendous job. You're driving a lot of interest to the college football games. Um, you're selling out tickets. You're selling the hell out of merch. You're breaking records and shit. You got niggas and white boys wearing your shades, you know, mimicking the primetime swag. You got your sons out there. And they're doing really well. They look great on the field doing their thing. And you can see the apple does not fall too far from the tree. And that's something I just love to see. Um, ooh, those are bars, nigga. You hear that? Those are bars. But, you know, Dion Primetime uh, Sanders. And I, let me just call him his regular fucking name. Um, Dion Sanders. He's always been a, a very flashy, very outgoing, um, you know, boisterous person through his NFL career you know this this man played baseball and football in the same fucking week you know so Deion Sanders is 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 an exception to the to the to the rule man this this guy is a gentleman this guy is a a a role model a philanthropist and he's a brand you know, Sanders, Deion Sanders has become a brand. And the way that he's handling this this coaching position is 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 wonderful. He turned Colorado into an HBCU. Let's keep it real, y'all. We're gonna have a lot of black people applying to that motherfucking college. That ain't no lie. Think I'm lying, there's gonna be more applicants of color applying to Colorado State, Colorado University. And now when he starts using that portal and getting the team right for next year and upcoming seasons, they're going to start busting everybody's ass and they're going to try to change the rule again because Prime is going to be able to really use everything to his benefit that they've been doing for years or they just started doing or implementing. I, I don't follow all that shit, but all I know is that 
Prime brings a different type of energy. He really speaks to the students. He really does care about the development of those children, regardless if it's on the field or off the field. Um, I think he is a role model. He's not in no fucking mess, no media, no sloppy shit. He always carries himself like a man with dignity and respect, and and he deserves that. So I congratulate you, Coach Dion Sanders, and I wish you guys and your, your boys, your, your team, your staff, a great season. Um, but next week, I think you guys, who are you guys playing? You guys are playing one hell of a team next weekend. I think you guys are playing, not next weekend, but tomorrow, matter of fact. I'm recording this on Friday, uh, the 17th. Yeah, it's, it's it's October. You know, we we in Halloween right here. Twenty seventh. I'm sorry. It's October. Um, it's October twenty seventh, and tomorrow looks like they play uh, UCLA. And I don't know how UCLA plays, but I'll be tuning in to watch the game if I can watch it. Um, I try to support. It looked like they got a lot more viewers. That's what I like when you know black folks get into entertainment and they start really making a a a buzz. You know, we drive more interest to the game. You know, you end up selling more merch. You know, um, you know, it gives more, it gives newscasters something to talk about now. You know, something different, a different perspective. It opens it up to a different demographic of people. You know, people that normally are interested. That's what I love when black people get into shit because it just opens up so much more. And then we see so much bullshit too. When we start excelling and doing really well, you know, you see the haters who start to, you know, rear their ugly hater, hater fucking heads. And, and it never fails. It never fails. You know, that's just something that always happens. It's par for the course. When you start to climb, there's always somebody there to bring you down. But I guess that's the balance and that's what you need to try to succeed. Um, everything cannot be uh, a downhill type of easy peasy type of, hey, I made it. This is the road to success type of um you know, thing. So I guess you need haters. You know, I guess you need some resistance to, um, to excel, you know what I'm saying? To, to push yourself a little bit more, you know, that's, that's what I do. You know, I don't even think I really have that many haters, but if there is anybody hating on me, please hate a little bit motherfucking harder because I don't feel it, nigga. Uh, pause, but it don't affect me. I'm going to keep doing what I got to do and move how I want to move and stay in the lane that I created for myself because I quite I like my lane. It's very comfortable over here in my lane. I ain't got no traffic over here in my lane. I do what I need to do and I do what I want to do. So that being said, I proceed with my podcast, bitch. Deion Sanders, you proceed with your coaching job. You're doing one hell of a job, and you got the black community smiling on you, nigga. That's what it's all about. Smiling on a nigga. Smiling. Smiling. And it's not cooning. You know what I mean? Don't don't think he's out here selling out or anything like that. He's not cooning. Um, he's doing his job, and I ain't, I ain't, I'm not, he's not compromising none of that shit. So shout out. Back to other shit that's going on. I've been, and you guys probably seen it too. I haven't been watching it, but there are clips um, online of a uh, of of these low budget films. Right, we got so many streaming platforms nowadays. You know, we got YouTube, which is a huge giant 
but other movie streaming platforms that stream, you know, movies like Netflix, Hulu, um, Amazon Prime. Um, have you guys ever heard of a streaming platform or a, or a network called Tubi? You know, have you ever heard of that before? Tubi TV. Well, Tubi TV, evidently, it's just you kind of register your device, you sign up, you can watch a whole bunch of low-budget motherfucking films. It's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. I haven't seen any of the films. I've seen a bunch of the clips. But if you're just into laughing at something that is probably shot with not that much of a budget, um, maybe a couple of up-and-coming actors and actresses. Some of them aren't actors or actresses. The craziest storylines, the lines—it's just—it's just fucking nuts. And there's a lot of um, black films out there, and we just flood shit. I love how niggas just start flooding shit. Go ahead, creatives, go ahead. But they are really getting creative. I seen a lot. I seen a, a a portion of a movie where I guess a family is falling on hard times. And they're trying to get some money together, and the, and the husband's out there working and stuff. And um, it just kind of shows him standing in the doorway of their bedroom. And him and his wife are having a conversation. I guess they just finish venting towards one another. You know, this is how the clip starts on YouTube or Instagram or, you know, you know um, TikTok, whoever. I've seen it. And the woman's in tears. She's like, what is going on? Talk to me. That's what she's saying to her husband. He's like, I've been unemployed. She's like, what? Yeah. I've been out fucking hella bitches. What? She's like, what? What are you saying to me? He's like, that car, this house, the mortgage. The clothes, the food, all financed by my dick. I've been fucking. And he's been fucking for money. And it's just like, that. that's exactly how he's saying it. It's the craziest fucking shit I've ever seen and witnessed. And it's, if you just want to laugh at some shit, go check it out. But Tubi, it looks like they have a bunch of films. It seems like people are making fun of these Tubi films, but... You know, God bless Tubi and another outlet for people getting paid. I'm not mad if people are getting some kind of residual check from this. You know what I mean? Like some of these clips are are quite quite creative, but some of them really are bullshit clips. You know, the acting is terrible. Um, there's no continuity. Like the scene will start off with everybody having on blue jackets, and then mid scene somebody takes the jacket off and has on a red sweatshirt. And then one jacket is missing a sleeve. And it's just like a whole bunch of shit. It's like, it's like watching those, um, like those flip books. Like, you know, when you compare in pictures, like which, which picture doesn't have, you know, what, what, which picture is missing what? Like, it's always missing some shit throughout the film. Like the woman start walking down the street with a purse. You know, five steps later, the camera shoots back on her. She ain't got no fucking purse. 
You know, it's shit like that. Or her purse done changed from black to red. You like, damn, bitch, like y'all couldn't shoot this in one fucking day. And what y'all borrowing bags? Like who can't bar- who can't keep a purse for a prop? Or bring your own purse. What kind of woman are you without a fucking purse? No, I'm just playing. Um, you're probably a decent woman. But if you want to watch some um, movies by YouTube, or I'm sorry, by Tubi, please tune into TubiTV.com um, so you can go ahead and waste your fucking life away with a film that has no rhyme or reason and is poorly written and shot. But, you know, you might get something out of it. You might laugh at it. And you know what? You're giving somebody a stream so they can make some money. So to keep it 100, why don't you go ahead and just log in, check their shit out, because I'll fuck around and upload upload something on Tubi, and you can watch my funny-ass fucking low-budget shot, poorly written movie, and I would appreciate that. So in the spirit of that, let's go and just check some of this bullshit out. We need to support each other. Um, on another note, I want to support everybody in their podcasts and what they do and all their future endeavors. But one thing I cannot stand by and just sit around and allow happen are white podcasters pronouncing Tupac, Tupac. Please, please. I came across a um, somebody's podcast and they were talking about the murder of Tupac. And I'm going to talk about that just briefly. But let me tell you something. My white brothers and sisters, the man's name is Tupac fucking Shakur. Tupac, not Tupac. Please stop saying Tupac. If you say Tupac, listen, we're going to have to draw a line between what we cover in news. You know, I think black culture probably should be covered more more for... Um, black creatives and maybe people that not of you know of color but they're of the culture um, not a culture vert- vulture somebody that has a deep interest in black culture and maybe the arts you know that's kind of appreciated you know or just an understanding of just people of color you know and I don't. I don't fucking know. I I don't fucking care. I I don't give a fuck. I I really. I can. I'm not trying to be politically correct. You know. Either you got black friends, or you don't have black friends. Either black friends, you got white friends, or you don't have white friends. They're all fucking people that you just gotta gotta get along with on this ball of dirt. I got them all, ranging from black to white. And if any of my fucking friends say two pack, I'm gonna correct their fucking ass. Do not say two pack. Don't say that shit in front of me. We've gone too far to be out here saying Tupac. All right? Man, I've been dead for 20 years. Let's get his shit right. His name is Too Fucking Pac. They got courses and shit out um, in California on this nigga. That's how deep he was. This nigga wrote black Bibles for niggas in the hood. Show some respect for this motherfucker. Before he come back, smack your ass, disappear, go back to fucking Colombia or Cuba, where the hell he at, laying low with dreads and shit. Maybe not with dreads. Tupac had a, a baldy for a reason. This hair was all fucked up. So he's laying back somewhere with a baldy with a long ass beard down to his waist. Looking like black ZZ Top. Tupac. Tupac Shakur. Shout out to the outlaws. Um, it seems like there's a lot of heat around or there's a lot of interest around the death of Tupac Shakur 
right now kind of resurfaced and it's been about 20 years since um you know the murder of tupac and biggie smalls um notorious big christopher wallace um there were a host of interviews done by a, a brother from the streets named Keefe fucking D. This nigga Keefe D could not stay in fr- could not stay off the fucking camera. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many different social media outlets I've seen this nigga on talking about the murder of Tupac Shakur. Tupac, uh, the murder of Tupac Shakur. I'm not sure who did it. Um, I just know that it's very unfortunate that this brother had an untimely death. It's unfortunate that this brother's uh, life was taken by another brother, um, which is something that Tupac probably didn't expect but would understand if it did happen. I think that's the type of brother he was. He was kind of preparing for his own death, but this is not fucking right. Um... What Keefe D is kind of, insinu- kind of insinuating um, is that he was hired to murder Tupac and Suge Knight. Suge Knight, which was the owner of Death Row, you know, the man who ran Death Row Records at the time, bailed Tupac Shakur out of jail. Suge Knight is a former NFL player, I guess. Big Bluto ass nigga wearing red. He's part of the the Bloods, member of the Bloods. Does a lot of street shit. Probably well known for hanging um, vanilla ice by his ankles off the balcony and taking his publishing and all his coins out of his Cavarici jeans at the time and his tight ass uh, 5411 Reeboks. Um, but Suge Knight was also supposed to be hit, according to what Keefe D is saying, and then um, in all his. 2700 interviews this nigga done taught had had interviews with everybody but dateline but but mainstream but channel seven but channel two and all this shit this nigga met with everybody but the president about this shit but he made it he made it very clear that tupac was murdered and two and um you know suge knight was also a part of this hit as a deal that was possibly set up by sean Combs. Yes, I said it, y'all. I said it, y'all. Sean Diddy Combs. Take that, 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 take that. That's right. Puffy. Diddy. Diddy. Diddy hired this nigga. Diddy put a bag out on this nigga's head to kill Tupac Shakur because Diddy didn't want no more drama way before Mary didn't want no more drama. This was when Mary was going in the thick of her drama. Puffy was like, no more drama. I'm going to drop a bag on this shit to get rid of the drama. Put a, put a hit out on nigga. He put a hit out on Suge and Tupac Shakur. And it even sound like he didn't give a fuck about his boy Biggie. Um, put a hit out on his ass too, according to um, Puffy's former bodyguards and security. You know, hearing Puff saying all this shit got to come come to an end. Either Big got to go, either uh, Tupac got to go, or Suge got to go. This nigga was saying shit like that out loud in front of niggas, bold enough to say some shit like that. Because I think money, 
get you to poke your chest out a little bit more. And I believe Puffy said that shit because he saw them dollar signs and he said, I'm going to get the fuck up out the hood. I'm going to change my life forever. And that's what he did. He was blinded by that motherfucking dough. He said, yo, I'm going to get this dough. Fuck everything else. If I got to crack a fucking couple eggs, I'm going to crack a few eggs. And unfortunately, those eggs of people's lives that he's done fucked around, it'd be really, really sad that, you know, if he is behind it, which it does sound like he's behind some of this shit, you know, I just, I'm not going to say I don't put it past nobody. I don't know these niggas. I don't know these niggas, but the way this dude, Keefy, Keefy D, is talking, this nigga is singing a whole anthology of street shit, dating back. This nigga talking about, I stole sugar cookies from the from the corner store around from my house when I was nine with Day-Day, uh, T-Ron, and he, he, he ratting everybody out from about his childhood and shit. He's like, I stole my first car when I was 12 with Michael, um... Sheree Ray, she was with us because her mother was um, on vacation in jail, you know, and I, this nigga just be singing. These gangster niggas need to stop doing interviews. It's never gangster to do an interview. I've never, I'm not even, I'm not even a part of no street call. I'm a, I'm a regular c- civilian, you know, and just like a lot of these other street niggas out here, they watch a lot of gangster movies and shit, but you ain't never see any gangster do a, re- a radio interview Advertising how he's so fucking gangster. Talking about the past gangster shit he used to do. Gangster tales. If they do, they keep that shit in-house. You don't go to no motherfucking outlet for some clout. For some little bit of paper. Now this nigga's... You see Keefy D now. Type his name in the browser. Keefy D come up. This nigga's limping through a fucking courthouse looking like somebody done fucked him in the ass with something. But now he's limping through the courthouse looking around at the cameras trying to give that sympathy look. Like, help this old, help my old ass out. Yeah, your old ass should shut the fuck up. This nigga damn near 60 years old. Then you want to you wanna go around here chasing fucking clout. You out of your goddamn mind. You deserve, you are a jackass, sir. You are one of the biggest, the biggest jackasses. One of the jackety jackasses. And I hope, um... I hope we get some kind of resolve to Tupac's murder. Um, I know it's not going to bring Tupac back. I know this is probably bringing up a lot of um, horrible memories for people that relived it, that was close to him. All I can say is hanging there. But justice shall prevail, and it's starting. They got that limping-ass nigga behind bars singing like a motherfucker, and they might get puffy. And 50 Cent called this shit a long time. You know who filled them, drilled them with them Lugers and them Rugers? Yo, man, 50 Cent knew this shit all whole time. 50 Cent don't bite his tongue. All these other niggas in the hip-hop industry are soft. They soft, and they do shit for interest of money. They do this for interest of money and, and not being blackballed and, and being looked at a certain way in the industry. Now I can tell. When you ain't worried about that shit, you say what you want to say. And you move how you want to move. Look at 50 Cent. He been said that. You know how many niggas probably know that and felt that way and never said it? Because their interest with the industry, because their ties with the industry, it will fuck up a lot of shit. They can't. So when you get signed to the industry, it's like you in it, but you a slave at the same time. It's very controlling. You know, it controls your freedom of speech. You're supposed to have freedom of speech, but you really don't. You have freedom of speech, but you also have, you know, 
the freedom to defend yourself once that speech becomes misinterpreted and they turn it against you. So good luck with that shit, nigga. Um, other than that, the other shit I find interesting in the news, eh, it's a toss up because uh, I'm about to leave y'all with that. I'm about to leave y'all in a little bit, but there's a toss up between the two things I want to close this out with. Right. There were two things I wanted to close. I wanted to talk about. Um, one was, let's see, one was Jada Pinkett, and I don't even know if this lousy bitch really, you know, deserves any of my, my time, um, for what she's doing, because what she's doing is just some lousy bitch shit, this is just, ugh, how dare you, you know, actually, you know what? Jada and Will, fuck both of them niggas. I don't know them niggas either. But I'm going to tell you this. I can't recall the last person Jada Smith or Will Smith was with before they were with each other. And, you know, maybe it wasn't as public. You know, with Jada, I understand if we didn't know because she doesn't have that. She didn't have that big name as uh, Will Smith did or does, still does, um, even in the early years, right? Jada is holding on to this Tupac memory like somebody that holds on to memory of their losing their first fucking tooth. Bitch, let it go. He said you was his heart in the interview. I'm sure y'all niggas hung out. I'm sure you may have had sex. And I'm 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 sure, you know, a lot of shit, right? I'm sure he loved you, I'm sure. But for you to keep revisiting and re, you know, bringing it up and say I can't even, I can't even fault you for that shit either. That was your friend that's somebody you miss and you mourn, so Excuse me for even mentioning that, but to be to be but to be quite honest, niggas is frankly just tired, tired. Like I'm, not, I'm not even gonna put the D on tired. Pause. Niggas is tired. We tired of you. We tired of you talking. Cause now you just throwing your husband under the bus, talking about your relationship. Talking about how you wasn't happy. Um, you know, your, your your marriage, you guys are just all out in the streets with it. You you having entanglements with your son's friend. Yeah, you fucking your son's friend. You know, it's different when your life is in the public. Because now you got the public people talking about your life publicly. Like myself, it's none of my damn business, but what else am I going to talk about on my podcast? You talking about everything else in the social media and we clicking on you every time we see your little bald head ass pop up on our feed. You know what I mean? And I like a woman with short hair. You know what I mean? I'm sorry you have alopecia. But I like a woman with short hair or bald. That's just a preference of mine. You know, I think they look good with or without hair women. And but when you put your 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 family and your life out there, then we do comment. You know, do we have the right to? No. You know, maybe in your eyes, but we have the right to freedom of speech, so we do it. 
and I'm going to do it. You know, I just felt that Red Table Talk was cool in the beginning, and then it got little, you know, you know, it got weird. You know, you fucked somebody, you fucked your, your son's friend, then brought your husband on the Red Table Talk to talk about it in this nigga's face, which was the, probably the most degrading thing that could have ever been done. And I have no idea why Will would even agree to some bullshit like that. Like, yeah, I'll go on your show and look like a goofball and be like, oh, ha, ha, you slept with who, Elsina? And then he goes and slaps Chris Rock out of anger because Chris Rock cracks a joke about your fucking head calling you G.I. Jane. And then come to find out you doing all these interviews and shit talking about you were shocked that Will said keep my wife's name out your mouth because you guys haven't really been together in almost a couple of fucking years or some shit like that. You guys are just hanging out in the house. This is what I don't get. Why don't you just leave? You know why you don't leave, Jada? Because this nigga's will, this nigga Will's pockets are fucking filled the fuck up to the brim. I wouldn't leave that nigga either, Jada. I don't know if you trying to sell enough books so you can kind of be somewhat independent. I don't know what kind of agreement you guys have as far as paperwork when you guys got married. But I know he got a lot of motherfucking paper. And maybe it could be all twisted around. Maybe you're the one being tortured. Maybe Will was out here fucking all these bitches that he was um, acting with. You know, there's rumors that he was sleeping with the girl that was uh, in Hitch, that little Spanish woman. Eva Mendez, whatever it was, she's a nice looking woman. Maybe he did. Shit, I wouldn't put it past that nigga. That nigga's a billion dollar man. He probably fucked a lot of co-stars in a lot of movies and kept it under wraps. Made him sign NDAs and shit. NDAs come in this trailer. You never know what Will Smith was doing. Probably made Jada's world torture too. So... When I look at this, I, I I sympathize for both of these niggas. But Jada just looks crazier because she's out here just, you know, maestroing all his business out in the motherfucking streets. And what makes it even worse is that they have kids. If they didn't have kids, it'd just be more entertaining than anything. But when you got children, that shit hurts differently, man. Mm-mm-mm. That shit hurts differently. You know, he already tainted his fucking uh, reputation with slapping Chris Rock. Now you're going to be out here dragging this nigga through the mud, saying that he's not a great lover. Then you say the nigga had a little dick. Yo, I'm out of here. That's it. I'm done. I, I don't even know how you will. I don't know how you recover from no shit like that. I really don't. I'm sorry. I can't speak from that perspective, um, Will. You're on your own. You know, if that has any kind of truth to it, I feel for you, my brother. I really hope your money, um, you know, helps you out. And it sure, I'm sure it does. It helps you out in many situations. But if you got a little, if you got a little dick, nigga, I'm sorry, man. That money just makes you, it just means you a nigga with money. You a little dick nigga with money. And that's sad. But that's even worse that she even put that out there. Why? Jada, fuck you, Jada. You ain't shit for putting that out there. That's that's an ain't shit move. Y'all got children together. Y'all got two children together. You been with this nigga for damn near two decades from as far as I know. His dick wasn't that little. His bank account long, but his dick short. You surely know, you surely know which... 
which which you sticking with? Because you're talking about all the bad shit. You, you, ever, you ever say anything about his account? Huh? How about your security? Huh? Retirement, huh? Anything. Please. This is some crazy shit going on. Pay attention, world. While y'all out there, while y'all women out there, you know, champion Jada on out there getting your thighs and your butt strong like you're going to save the world with your, with your asses, pay attention. While this is all happening, they done changed the president with some kind of robot. You heard it here first in the Ty Rainey podcast. I'm going to holler at y'all later.